And so, friends, this is the first Sunday in the season of Lent, and we're beginning a new sermon series that will take us through this season of church life. Over the next few Sundays, we're going to be looking at Matthew 5 together, and in particular, at what we often call the Beatitudes, the Blessed R's. We're going to be looking at them one by one, and I've invited a number of friends and colleagues to lead us in those reflections. And so each Sunday will consist of two shorter sermons or reflections, and we've given all those sharing in the series freedom to approach their beatitude in whatever way they felt led. So hopefully they'll be a bit different too. All of our beatitudes are also going to be read to us each week by some of our children and young people. So today I'm going to introduce the series, and then my friend Reverend Beth Allison Glennie is going to speak to us about our first beatitude. It's going to be a good series, so stay tuned, and all of the sermons will be posted onto our website so you can listen to them again anytime. And so all that being said, let's pray. Gracious God, as we begin our Lent Sundays together, may the words that we hear and the reflections of our hearts and minds in this season be found pleasing in your sight. Our God, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Matthew 5 begins, Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. And what Jesus began to teach them has remained one of the best known and well-loved parts of Jesus' teaching. The Beatitudes are at the very beginning of this section of Matthew's Gospel that we know as the Sermon on the Mount. And they're a famous part of the Bible that talks about blessing. It can be tempting to read the Beatitudes as instructions, as things that we need to attain or achieve, as if they're commands for us to try really hard to be meeker or to be poorer in order to be blessed by God. And I'm guessing that we would want to be blessed in the eyes of God this morning. But as we'll explore over these coming weeks, I hope you'll also get a sense of how the Beatitudes are not really a list of conditions we need to try and meet in order to be blessed. What if instead, friends, this is actually about Jesus lavishingly blessing the world around him, especially blessing those for whom society doesn't seem to have much time, people in pain, people who work for peace instead of profit, people who exercise mercy instead of vengeance. Maybe Jesus is just blessing people, especially those who might not receive a blessing otherwise. I mean, doesn't that just sound like the sort of thing Jesus would do? Extravagantly throwing around blessings as if they grew on trees. And if that was the case, I wonder what it would look like if Jesus were to stand here among us today and to speak them. What would it look like for Jesus to come and bless those that our society has no time for and doesn't want to take seriously and doesn't want to put the effort into really caring about? And you see, I like to imagine Jesus here blessing us because I believe this is our Lord. Over these weeks, I hope we'll both come to know and take in afresh both God's determined and all-encompassing love for each of us as well as having all of us shaped to become more like Christ and with Christ's heart for the world around us. See, these verses are right at the heart of who Jesus is. And you know, 
may be the first time he blessed all the things that we try and hide or make up for, all the things we insult in ourselves and others, wasn't in the Beatitudes, but was in his life. Because after all, it was Jesus who had all the powers of the universe at his disposal, but who did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited, but instead came to us in the most vulnerable of ways, as a powerless newborn baby. As though to say, you may hate your bodies and your life, but I am blessing all human weakness. You may seek power and control, but I am blessing all human vulnerability. This Jesus, whom we follow, cried at the tomb of his friend and turned the other cheek and forgave those who hung him on a cross. He was God's blessing to the weak in a world that only admires the strong. So if you're hearing this today, if you're beginning this series with us in these moments, and you're mourning, or you're feeling forsaken, abused, unseen, or no longer useful, if you perhaps, like me, are all too aware that it isn't your strength or virtue that qualify you to be called a child of God, but instead it's your need of a God who makes beautiful things out of dust, then friends, may the blessing of Christ be yours this day. And as we take that blessing with us to the places where we go, may others be blessed by Christ through us. Amen. Let's explore our first beatitude together.